0: what's up guys john here for another titan talk tuesday i appreciate all you guys joining in i'm back fresh from my uh 15 year anniversary trip with my wife and i'm ready to go really raring uh to get back into things I mean, i'm really raring to get back here um even though i'm out in a beautiful place and with my wife and everything like that i'm telling you guys when i'm out there it's like what do i need to do when i get back to the office and uh how fast can i get it done so, I've got a great show for you guys. Obviously, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. Um, but the main things we're going to talk about with Therapy of the Week, I guess, this week, is not really a Therapy of the Week, it really has to do with hormones and hormone replacement therapy. And we're going to talk about males and females. Sorry, my uh, Instagram here is not working well. I can't see the comments. What's going on here? I, huh. I was up at the front of the tub. Yeah, if you can do that for me, Art, I appreciate it. Of course, uh, Dan Wheeler bought a free, free badge. Oh, who, thank you. I appreciate you buying the badge again. Sorry, guys, I'm trying to see the comments. All right, so what's going on, Dan Wheeler, Tommy Rod, F. Peters, Dylan Witsell? Let's go. Can you get HRT with levels in the low 500s? Yes, it can be possible. The real Hokey Pride. What's going on, brother? I hope all is well. All right, so let's get into the conversation today, and you guys, please, if you have any questions, concerns, issues, anything like that, please shoot them out to me, and uh, we will answer them live for you guys. So let's get into this bad boy. So, did you know you could look, feel, and perform your very best every single day? Now, a lot of people are going to say, nah, not really, you know, I wake up too tired every day, or I don't have the energy, or... I just don't think that's possible, John. You know, As I get older, things don't work the way they should work or like they used to work, or I just don't feel the exact same way that I used to feel when I was 21, 30 years old in those ranges. And then at that point, we need to look at some different things and, and say, hey, listen, what has really changed in your life? You're going to say, well, you know, eating's okay, diet's okay, training's okay, but I'm getting older. So that is the main thing that's going on that's the difference, right? If you're doing things the, the right way, where you're eating, you're training, um, you know, you're know, you supplementing the correct way, and at that point, your age is getting in the way by getting you older. And we all have to go through this lifelong journey of getting older. And getting older is not a bad thing, but it does do bad things to us, I guess, to a certain extent, where, you know, we become deficient or, um, you know, we don't, feel the exact same way, Uh, we have a decline in our hormones in our body, so males and females both have the exact same hormones in their body, right? So, at that point, we need to look at what these levels are. So, as we're getting older, the best thing to do is the blood test. So, you know, I've seen people in their 20s where they have low testosterone, and that's without touching any anabolic steroids or they don't have any issues. It could be from a couple different reasons because it asked me, it said, listen, if I'm twenty-six years old, why do I have low testosterone? And it's a good question, right? But everybody's different and everybody has different things that are surrounding them in their environment. What do I mean by that? So different people that might be living in Texas to Florida live in different environments, right? It might be warm in both spots, but the you know toxicity in the air or the environment might be different. Um, these people might be doing different things as far as one person puts on a lotion, one person doesn't put on a lotion. One person uses uh, a deodorant with uh, heavy metals in it, and that could be hurting them, and another person doesn't. So these things could be affecting everybody. But either way, as we get older, it doesn't matter if these things are affecting you or not affecting you. We know that testosterone levels or hormone levels, can go on the decline or become deficient, and this is going to cause you a whole bunch of other issues, right? Um, did you did you the generation interview our panel about tier two with Victor Martinez? No, I didn't do it with Victor, but Victor is a good friend of mine, Kaji. I'll talk about it in one second. Big Drew, what's going on, my dude? Dr. Rashi, what's going on, Rian? KMS Customs, uh, John, how you doing? Amanda, Chica Closet, what's going on? Uh, Aurelia, love Victor T. Black Snake and TS Excuse me Pizzle Realtor Lenny 9 or Lenny 6 or 96706. Okay. Alright, so when we talk about hormones and we talk about deficiency, we talk about a couple of different things that we might feel. And this is both genders, males, females, or whatever you identify as. So when we talk about this, when we talk about, let's say, low testosterone levels, we can feel tired, we can feel irritable, depressed. Um, with lower testosterone and hormone levels, we have a decrease in muscle mass. And, you know, you're thinking, oh, wow, big bodybuilder muscle mass. Don't think about that. Think about where your current state is. And then you losing the lean muscle mass you have from there. Strength goes. Sexual health may go. Um, recovery may go. And then weight gain might come. Sleep patterns can be affected. Skin, hair, nails can be affected. Uh, brain. Function could be affected, right? So we need to really look at what our hormones levels are, and that's with blood testing. So with blood testing, that is key for anybody to look at to say, hey, listen, are my hormones deficient? Are they optimal, right? Where are they at? And then what can we do to help those levels? And with Type Medical Center, we can help you guys out in so many different ways, right? We have a whole bunch of different programs as far as for testosterone or estrogen, progesterone, IGF-1 levels, all these different things that will affect your day-to-day lifestyle and then we always want to look at some different things too like vitamin D which is another hormone um, which can affect renal function immunity and other things like testosterone we want to make sure that we're looking at the full picture too as well don't just get one test of a total testosterone be like oh I'm low on testosterone there could be other things going on that's why it's important in a comprehensive in-depth blood panel and Titan Medical Center offers that to all you guys, male or female, nationwide. It's real simple and easy to do, and we have the most inexpensive prices on in-depth blood tests in the country. That's right, I guarantee I'll beat out anybody on single tests and full in-depth tests. So at that point, that is probably gonna be your first step to see really what's going on. If you suffer from any of these different symptoms that we talk about, or you think it might be hormonal, right? Whether you're a girl or a guy, we wanna look at these things. And it's, it's really key to keep up on these things, too, not just to test one time. So if you test when you're 30 years old and you're like, oh, cool, I came back at, no, I'm just putting a number out there, 800 on my total testosterone and 35 on my free testosterone. And everything else is great. It was in perfect shape. Well, when you're 33 or 35, you might want to look at those levels again, especially if you're having any symptoms. Now, if you're not having any symptoms, and you're 33, 35, then there's no issues, right? Everything's working properly and optimally, and you're getting the gains, you're feeling good every single day, then at that point, you might not need to test, but I would definitely test every couple years, especially if you think that you're having low testosterone or issues with other hormones, this could be affected by anything from environmental to even medications that you might just be recently starting. So we talk about, Um, Antidepressants, right? Antidepressants are pretty common to hurt your sexual function and usually lower testosterone levels. So at that point, we really want to look at this. Now, you might need the antidepressant you're on, okay? That might be a need that your body has to endure to cope with. But you can still get on testosterone replacement therapy if you're on antidepressants and still raise those levels up. Now, some people, they go into their general practitioner and they complain of being depressed. And there's no reason they should be depressed. Relationship's great. House is great. No problem with the job. Money's coming in flowing, right? Everything's good. You just don't know why you're depressed. And this could be because of a root problem of low testosterone or hormone deficiencies. It could be a main one. And some doctors don't want to treat it. They want to just cover it up right like a bandage over open wound and say listen here's some antidepressants it'll get you over this here's some ed medications you're good to go and that might cover the symptoms but that's not getting to the root of the problem and that could be also doing you more detrimental damage down the road so at that point you really want to look what's going on what up coach i have returned d Mansky. what's going on what's up dylan how you doing bro i missed you last night See your brother will out there logan whitehead what's going on teriyaki do you use testosterone sipionate good question my juicy mcmuffins So I like that name. Troy Animal in the house. What's up, Troy? That's my dude, man. I hope all is well, man. You're still in Mexico? What? Let me know. So testosterone cypionate. Yes. So we use testosterone cypionate for patients. We use testosterone enanthate for patients and propionate. We also have blends of these testosterones. So with that... You can actually get a blend. So if you want a short-term ester and a long-term ester, you can have those both in there. So you're up and staying up even keel. And they hit at different points in time. So it's really up to the person what works the best for them. And we actually go through that. Victor Martinez holds his own on the interview. I figured he was your client because he said the things you would say. So me and Victor are very close. Um, Yeah, I, I, I like Victor a lot. Like I said, he's one of my friends. Um, I can't say if anybody's a patient or not because of HIPAA, but, uh, he's, he did great on the interview. That's all I can say. Um, the real, the real kingpins, what's going on? J S Martin, call me Mr. Worth, all jokers. All right. So Robert tunes. All right. So, you know, females. So I know we talked about, about different things that you could affect daily from males and female standpoint, but for females, we want to look at some different things, right? We want to look at Basically, what's going on with them, are they in pre menopause post Because these will actually, they'll actually tell you some different things, but you'll see this in blood work too as well. For guys, it's a little bit simpler and easier to do. When you look at the blood work, you can kind of figure out where we need to go and what we need to do. For girls, same thing, but there's more questions in depth that you have to ask. So for a female, if you are still having your follicular phases, We have to figure out where you're at in the follicular phase, Um, you know, and then at that point we need to figure out are you on birth control or not because these things can affect your blood tests and your hormone levels, especially if you're on something that could be affecting hormones as far as your birth control. So this is something that we need to look at with females a little bit more in depth, but we, we are happy to do that. We do that anyway. And just to make sure that we're dosing everything correctly for females and we're not overdosing females. Um, that's a big thing that I see out there. I see a lot of females that are getting put on injectable testosterone. That's fine, right? Any transportation rate of testosterone is fine. Would I do something different for a female to start off uh, us here? Probably. I mean, we usually offer like a sublingual troche that they have to take every day just to monitor where the levels are at, to see if things are going well. A cream is another good one. A lot of females out there, they really don't want to do injections with a big testosterone needle. But some do, right? Just because they want to get the good effect from testosterone. But like I said, for females, it doesn't have to be a high dose. It shouldn't be a high dose. It should be a very smaller dose, uh, extremely smaller than what a, a male takes. Um, so for a male, you're talking about 160 milligrams, 200 milligrams, 300 milligrams per week. For females, you know, per week, per day, you're talking about 2 to 5 milligrams So let's say it's a week, 35 milligrams, at five milligrams per day, that's a big difference. And it's going to affect a female a lot differently if she takes 200 milligrams or 35 milligrams. I mean, yes, the first shot, they're gonna be raring to go. They're gonna be like, oh, I got all my libido back, Uh, I feel energized, I feel strong, well, great. But if you keep taking that dose for long extended periods of time, the negative effects will happen with these hormones it is a masculine hormone for testosterone, right? So if you start taking more of it in high levels, you're gonna get more masculine traits. AKA, you got the beard going, right? (laughs) AKA, you got the deep voice, AKA, you got the large clitoral uh, clit, and then nobody really wants that, I don't think it's females, Um, but you never know, I guess, right? But these are things that affect females, and this is what we see all the time if people are on pellets and stuff like that, especially for females, or injectable testosterone to have a dose, usually they're on it for a long extended period of time in pellets. So pellets, once you get them inserted, you're on it for three months. So it's not like a week, two weeks, a month, three months you're on those pellets and they get absorbed in your body. So this could be doing that for three months and keeping those levels high and then cause you negative effects. So at that point, you really wanna make sure that you're getting the right dosage and you're getting monitored correctly. Like I said, we service all you guys for every service that we have except for IV therapy. So hormone replacement therapy for males and females, medical weight loss, vitamin amino acid injectable therapies, rejuvenation detox, libido enhancers, both males and females, healing peptides, weight loss peptides, sexual peptides. We also do blood testing nationwide for in-depth blood testing for hormones, vital organs, uh, STDs if you need it. Uh, We also look at different things like food sensitivity, allergy testing, and we can do full amino acid blood testing, too, as well. They'll tell you where you're at with your non-essential and essential amino acids to see, hey, listen, is everything working properly there, too, as well? Remember this, that amino acids are building blocks of protein. They're essential for our growth in so many different ways. And sequences of amino acids are going to be more of a benefit for you. These sequences of different amino acids give a different result, too, across the board. So I'll give you some examples of amino acid sequences. So we're talking about growth hormone. It's a 191 amino acid sequence, right? We talk about TB500, BBC157, AOD9604, all these different things are sequences of amino acids that give you the result that you're looking for. So don't mess around and not take your amino acids. And I'm not just talking about branch chain amino acids. There's only three of them, leucine, isoleucine, and valine. And yes, these are essential amino acids. That means your body needs them and it doesn't produce them. So you have to get these things from outside sources. Like I said, in most of the time, and most of the people I talk to, their diet is nowhere near or around what they need to get an everyday nutrient value, right? Or micronutrient value. That means the food that you're taking taking every day is not even a quarter, probably, or maybe even half for some people. I mean, I, I talk to some people or I see some people and they tell me what they're eating every day. Or I'll look at them, like, I'll watch them, like, man, I'm like, this is not going to be good for you. When you're talking about eating McDonald's two times a day or fast food two times a day, right there, you're really not getting too much nutritional value out of it. I mean, this is, can be argued, I guess, back and forth, but... You know, depending on what really is in the hamburger, right, you might get some beef out of it, um, some protein effect there, carbohydrates, a lot of sodium, uh, a lot of other different things probably, if it's McDonald's. It's one of my most hated things that I used to eat as a kid. Um, I look back at it now, because man, I used to eat McDonald's, like you guys, almost every single day. I used to love McDonald's. Their Cokes were off the chain, right? I used to love Coke. I could drink it warm, this whole nine. Eat french fries, crispy chickens, triple cheeseburgers. I'd eat like two or three at a time, Um, even in college, right? And when I started getting to like freshman year and I really started training hard, that's when it started kind of going bye-bye. When I started talking to people that had the look that I wanted to get, right, or my trainers for baseball, whoever it was, I said, listen, what do I need to do to get like you, right? And they would always tell me, diet is everything, right? Diet and train, John. Diet and train. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, diet is definitely essential for good health. It's essential for a good body. It's essential for a good performance. So that is one thing that you just can't, you can't shove it away. You have to embrace it. You have to take in nutritional value and your nutritional plan, and you have to stick with it. It's not something you can do every week or every other week. You have to do it every single day consistently for 365. Now there could be some days in there if you're really on target so listen if you've been doing six months three months of straight dieting I don't hate to call it like that a nutritional planning and and making sure that you're prepared for your meals at that point listen you can have a day in there or a meal uh, a cheat meal you know this is okay to have if the majority of your nutritional plan is good then the one meal you have as long as you don't overeat or gorge yourself or just go overboard you can sustain eating that one meal or one sandwich or, or one Coke, whatever it is. I wouldn't recommend doing Coke. Maybe a sandwich might be a little bit better for you um, as far as chemical-wise. But it just depends what sandwich it is and where you're getting it from, I guess. So everything can be different. Um a couple, uh, questions about testosterone. Yeah, yeah, let me pull them up real quick. Is there one from Dylan White's? So you want to see it on the screen? Or you want yes, to please. To- on, you. On, there. there you go. Okay, from prices I've seen, why go through a clinic instead of self-medicating? Dylan, great question, right? So let's break this down and really give you some insight of why you would go through a medical clinic instead of self-medicating. All right, so one, if you self-medicate, you gain a controlled substance. If it truly is testosterone, right? That's the other part of it. So the first thing is, is that if you do get it and it is testosterone, it's a controlled substance. If you get found with this in your house, you get in trouble. You're getting a felony. you get found with this in your car, cops are going to give you a felony. If you have a girlfriend, a wife, anybody that, you know what, at that point in life, they don't like you very much, I've seen it. They call the cops. The cops come over there. They arrest you. It's just like a drug bust. It's just like it. And especially um, in divorces. Oh, my God. Or um, when custody battles guys, I don't know how many times we've been subpoenaed for records because of the person doing testosterone. I don't know how many times I've been contacted by people that are self-medicating They ask me, hey, listen, I need to get on a, a program right away. And I'm like, okay, well, you got to go through blood testing. You know, you got to do this. I need it now. Like I need you to put on tomorrow. I'm like, well, what's going on? And then they tell me like, Hey, uh, you know I'm in a, I'm in a custody battle. Uh, you know my wife, and she knew I had these bottles. And, and at this point, I need to make sure I have a prescription with this when I go into court, because the court can order laboratory testing on you. So at this point, don't think they can't, and they definitely will, hundred percent. So that's one, two. You have no idea what is in the vial you're getting. Even if it's your bro, your brother, the dude down the street, guys big as a house, you have no clue where it comes from and what's in it. That means, was it made in a bathtub? You're like, I don't care if it's made in a bathtub, man. It's gonna raise my testosterone levels. You have no idea what it was cut with. You have no no idea the oil that's in it. You have no no clue. So at this point, you're playing Russian roulette with your body. Because I don't know how many people that I've dealt with and they've done this route. And trust me, listen, i got so many friends that do the self-medicated route. You know how many bodybuilders do the self-medicated route? Pretty much most of them, right? Because no clinic is going to give them the medical dosage of 500 milligrams a week or 1,000 milligrams a week. They're not going to get that from a clinic. So at that point, they're like, listen, I'm going to go take my chances. But you are taking chances. I don't know how many bodybuilders have came to me and said, "Hey, sent me pictures like, what What do you think this is? And it's like an abscess. I'm like, dude, it looks like an abscess. You're going to have to go get that cut out. It ain't fun getting something cut out of you either. If you have an abscess like that or you have something that happens from an injection of testosterone, sometimes you got to cut out the muscle. And if you are a bodybuilder, you're worried about symmetry, right? So if you get cut out in one of these spots, good you chuck your, your meat, you ain't going to be so symmetric right you're gonna have some issues in some of those areas now if it's a glute you might be able to cover it up with with your, your trunks or your board shorts but at that point is it really worth it probably not okay but I've seen absences for people after that like I said you need to get support you need to know exactly what you're doing and even if you got a bottle of testosterone that was good per se right because you have no idea the only thing that you're doing is this you might get the bottle and then they have like a a Royce test and you might test him like oh it has some of the properties in it, so it might come up. And then the next thing afterwards you're like all right cool um you know let me blood test to make sure you know my levels are up. And you do the, the blood test and you get your levels up. That's fine, right? But like I said you don't know the other things that are cut with it. So like I said the different oils. I mean, I know one joker dumbass. I am sorry for saying it, but he's a dumbass. Um and He basically put peanut oil in his testosterone that he was injecting. You know how many people are allergic to peanuts? Jesus. That's the most stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. And, And people are out there doing it because that's all they have to source with. So they're making it happen however they possibly can. You know, and monitoring yourself. Like I said, we're going back to that. You guys... I mean, what do you guys, you guys get your information from forums? I mean, listen, I'm on all those forums. I try to help people out and talk to them. And uh, I see the most obscure, ridiculous things as far as advice and people like, oh, thank you. Like to the advice, I'm like, and I'm not even gonna jump in, man. I mean, listen. you guys are adults, so if you guys go on there and you guys take somebody's advice that's in a forum that you guys have no idea who this person is or no idea what their background is, even if they look like a big dude or whatever it is, you really don't know. So at that point, you're just following whoever it is, jumping off the bridge, right? That is what it is. So that's the reason why I would go through a medical clinic to get prescription testosterone, not self-medicate. The other thing is consistency. So. If you're taking testosterone from your bro, and your bro gets busted, where are you going to get testosterone from then, right? You're not, or you're going to have to find another source, and then you're going to have to go through the trust game again. Is this going to be good? Is this going to be okay for me? Is it working? You're going to, I mean, this is some serious questions, right? So you're not consistently able to get the exact same testosterone, or from the exact same person that you usually trusted before. That's another major issue. So I just wouldn't do it. I mean, it's it's not worth it, right? It's worth paying the couple hundred bucks that you get and you get all the medications and everything you need. Plus you got medical support. You guys just can't call doctors or nurse practitioners or medical providers and ask them questions. We can definitely get you an answer right away from one of your questions. You're also going to get looked at from time to time, monitored, blood tested, making sure everything's good. So at that point... I would definitely go through a medical clinic if it was me. Um, you know, some people won't, some people will. So that's totally up to you what it is, right? Okay. All right, big shout out to TikTok over here. Instagram, what's going on? I appreciate everybody joining me in. All right, so do we have any more questions here? A couple, actually. All right, bring them There's up. There's one, uh, Juicy McMuffin. Let me pull it up. How often would I ingest testosterone? How often would I inject testosterone? So if you're on testosterone, um, you usually want to inject like twice, okay, twice a week. And what you want to do is you want to split the dosage of what you're doing. The reason is, is because, you know, if, let's say it's Cypionate that you got. You're going to go on sepionate. It's going to take three to four days kicking your system. You're going to go up here, right? So if you take seven days, let's say, you know, to do your shot, if you do it once a week, those levels are going to just keep going down. And instead, if you do it and split the dose, you're up and you stay up. So you're more even keel. It's more consistent across the board of how you're going to feel and everything working properly. So that's what I would say. If you said, I'm phobia needles, I have a phobia needles, I just can't do that. Then once a week it will suffice for what you're doing. But if you want it to be optimal, twice a week, split the dose. Okay. When I went to a clinic, lads came back and boom, $1,300 for four months of stuff. They said I needed they said it was six to eight things other than tests. Well, Dylan, you definitely didn't come to Titan Medical Center. So with us, the lab work is $150, bucks, full in-depth panel, okay? The consultation is another $150. Bucks. You don't want to have to do those every six months, right? Now, the big thing that I've been seeing with a lot of these clinics out there that I don't like at all is they're trying to set you guys up and get you guys into contracts or automatic billing or trying to make big pops off you guys. Who in the hell is going to sell you four months of testosterone right away or six to eight things, wherever the hell it was? That's not right. I mean, you guys, honestly, should be going on your first month, making sure everything is working great. At that point, then you can start adding things on. And then at that point after the first month, if everything is going great, Then you can order a couple months if you want to, not you have to do this. So yes, I do see a problem with this, Dylan, and that's a lot of money for the average person, okay? And I see it all the time. I'm sick of these people ripping people off like this because they don't have to do it. They're doing it because they want the big pops and they want the financial revenue there. So I understand that as a business person, but not as a health clinic helping patients to get where they need to go. You know, at that point, you want to work with patients, and this is definitely not it. And 68 things other than that, than tests, you might need two, right? You might need three things altogether, testosterone and anti-estrogen and, and gonadal support, whether it's in clomiphene, uh HG manufacturing if you want to do it that way, whatever it is, these are the things that they should have been focusing on for you and for one month. So let's say if you did one month with us and you got all three of those things, testosterone, uh, and clomiphene, um, anti-estrogens, um, your syringes, Shippy medical review, everything out the door. Your first month is going to be three seventy-five. I think that's pretty affordable. Thirteen hundred? I don't think so. Even for three months, what, four. If you did four months at, let's say, four hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck there for sure. Um, so, what are the side effects of TRT? Kajie Gus Prime. Good question. So there can be negative side effects with testosterone, Um, but this is if you're taking testosterone incorrectly. So let's break this down a little bit more. So when we talk about testosterone, we talk about the effects. So the effects of testosterone, the side effects. If you're not taking the proper medications for support, so if you're not taking an estrogen blocker, testosterone can convert into estrogen and it can convert into DHT, and these things can cause issues if they go too high. Estrogen, obviously, can cause uh, water, de- or, excuse me, fat deposits. Um, it can cause irritability, um, shortness of temper. It can also do uh, make you sensitive, crying, like frisky commercials or uh, Titanic, per se, or whatever it is. So at that point, yeah, you can have some negative side effects and gynecomastia. So that is so essential to take an estrogen blocker along with testosterone. And everybody might need a different dose of that or the you know, around the same. It just depends on the person. Gonaderal support. So with testosterone, if you don't take any gonaderal support, what happens is, is there's a signal in your brain to your testicles, right? And when you take testosterone from an outside source, whether it's an injection, a cream, some lingual, whatever it is, your body is not stupid and your brain is very smart. And it says, listen, we're already getting testosterone here we don't need to produce testosterone in our body so that signal that goes from the brain down to the testicles gets shut off it says listen go on vacation so your, your testicles are going through atrophy with that it starts coming where you get shrinkage or low semen production right this can this is the the myth of infertility the people have really really low semen production and volume and they're not able to get their partner pregnant with us you don't have any of those negative symptoms you're not going to get you if you take the right medications we give you, you're not going to get shrinkage of the testicles or low semen production. You're going to get all the benefits of testosterone without any of the negative side effects. If you take testosterone or different hormones wrong too, you can get it is you can get some, some acne too, but um, if you're taking everything properly and you're monitored through us, you're not going to have these negative side effects or we'll get to the, the problem and fix it real quick if that is an issue. So That's really it. If you take things wrong, you could have a number of different negative side effects. If you take things properly, you're getting monitored properly, like through us, you're probably not going to have, you want to have all the benefits with minimal to no side effects. And that's what we do for patients. Cindy KB, what's going on? Fun Bobby Newport. Thoughts on BPC oral BS injection? Her oral help heal stomach issues and injections help muscle tendon issues. Okay, so let's talk about it. Oral, I know there's some people out there that, that take oral, BPC, and it could help the stomach issues because it goes in the stomach, right? You're swallowing it goes in the stomach, it's there. But usually, and um, it doesn't matter, wherever you inject BPC, an injection is going to be way better, okay? It's going to be way better as, as far as absorption, the whole line. And if you inject in the stomach area, it's right in that area anyway. So. When you talk about BPC-157, which is a healing peptide, if you guys don't know, this healing peptide, um, it works uh, more of a, a site-specific area uh, to where the injury's at. So even if you had, let's say, an ulcer, right? You could use it right in your stomach area. It's still going to get in that area and start affecting the area. You can try oral, but I think it's I don't think it works as good. I'm just being honest with you, all right? Uh, the news, Tux Official, TWT, what's going on? Um all right, so CJC twelve ninety five emperulin. You recommend injection one time per night. Heard that if DAC is added, then you only have to inject like once per week. Any thought. I don't know any pharmacies that use DAC as far as with their compounding. And um I wouldn't want to take it once a, a week anyway. I, I I think you're shorting yourself at that point. Once every night is probably gonna work a lot better than once a week, even with DAC. Um You know, I know people that used to have DAC with CJC 1295 and Mperellin, and honestly, they would still take it every single night. It might be in the body, like the half-life, a little bit longer with the DAC, but at that point, I'm telling you, it's not going to make a big difference. It wasn't like the people that took the CJC 1295 with Mperellin and with DAC had a higher increase in IGF-1 levels or um, benefits than the person that didn't have it with DAC, so... Um, I hope that helps. Okay. So Sarbogan, what's going on? Hair loss. Okay, good, good guys, actually. All right, so Kajigus. So we did talk about yeah, hair loss could be a major effect from testosterone replacement therapy. Now, when I talked about making sure you're monitoring hormones, it's key because if we talk about testosterone, like I said, it's going to convert to two different things usually. Estrogen and DHT. DHT is dihydrotestosterone. And dehydrate testosterone, if that's really, really high, it means that you're not, you could, be, you could be experiencing hair loss in the future. Now, some different things, there's some different variables that go along with this. The different variables is this. one's is genetics. Um, if both your parents and your grandparents all have hair and they kept their hair, you might not lose any hair at all. If your parents have hair loss, whether you're a girl or a guy, or your grandparents, you could experience hair loss, right? Or, um, you know, different things from losing hair. But at this point, when you check DHT levels and you make sure that's correct, there are some different things you can do to make sure, even if you have the male pattern pattern baldness on one side of the family, that you can prevent from losing your hair. We have, I don't know, thousands and thousands of, of patients, and some of them do fall in that category, right? And they know already, like they're already at a high risk for losing their hair. And they know going on testosterone could increase that risk, but the whole point is to be monitored properly, not getting overdosed on your testosterone, and making sure DHT levels are in check. And if you're really worried about it at that point, we do have some different products and therapies that will make sure you prevent from hair loss or even grow or rethicken your hair. Okay, so if that's an issue, don't worry, we got you covered. Hannah, wavy girl, Chad, what's going on, Samuel, TDP, JP, Bill. Jay on 3DZ, Pretty Leg Muscles, Danny, yes, Island Strong, what's going on? Appreciate all you guys joining me in for Titan Talk Tuesday, every Tuesday at 6 p.m. With me, John CEO. If you guys have any questions for me about what we can do or how we can help you guys look better, feel better, perform better, anything about our therapies, please go ahead and shout out to me. I'd love to help you guys out and talk about it. All right. So let's get into the, the first topic of the day. So can, can't can say no to sweets and snacks? It could be a sign of food addiction. So this was a pretty cool article I I read and it had to do with food addiction. Now food addiction is not a clinical, there's not a clinical diagnosis for it. This is theoretical. And it said about one in eight adults over 50 had signs of food addiction, according to new survey results, which is pretty crazy, right? And these were people between 50 and 80. And most of these people said that they can't say no to highly processed foods, right? Um, and they looked at over two thousand adults. So this was a lot of people. And most of the people that said they were over that said this were overweight, lonely, or unfair to poor physical or mental health. These were people that were more inclined to be addicted to food. um the, the survey also said the highly processed foods, sweet starches, foods like white bread, salty snacks, fatty foods, and sugary drinks, um, but also asked the participants to consider, any food that they had trouble with the last twelve months. So these these foods, right? When you eat these foods, especially like sugar and stuff like that, these start hitting the triggers in your brain for dopamine. And dopamine is that reward system your body has. And when you hit dopamine, your body wants more of it. Like, all right, what do I need to do to get more dopamine? This is something that happens on drugs too so illicit drugs if you take illicit drugs it taps into the reward system of the brain and dopamine gets released and that's why people want to keep doing they want to keep chasing that high and that that feeling right it feels so good so this is the exact same thing and you know at this point a lot of people said that they had these strong urges and could not resist these urges so this is a problem right i mean because You know, 50, 80-year-old people, they're already in the higher risk category. And if they're out of shape or in bad physical condition, this puts them at even more high risk of of disease or other things bad happening to them. Um, Diabetes type 2, high blood pressure, all these different things. So we really need to get this in check. And, you know what, if you're having, uh, you know, you feel like you're having an addiction to food if you feel like listen i can't put these things down you need to start looking at something that will definitely help you and one therapy that we have that i want to bring up to you is semiglutide. semi-glutide is going to help curb these cravings sugar cravings food cravings in general so at that point it will definitely help you choose your portions correctly and and help you get down a little bit that you need right and with this it will definitely you know, It will reverse insulin resistance if you're there. It will also help with losing weight. And then losing weight will be key to getting healthier too as well. Because a lot of these people are overweight that we're eating these foods. And it's because they're eating these foods, right? And when we look at the United States, if you look at different countries, they don't allow certain ingredients and foods that we allow here in the United States. One is high fructose corn syrup. The UK for in general, they don't let any high fructose corn syrup in any of their products. So about Mexico? They don't do it either. Sugar canes in most of their products. That's why people like the Mexican Cokes and those glass bottles a lot better than the regular Cokes here because of high fructose corn syrup. So this is a major issue with people out there. So we really need to look at this. You know, bigger is not better in this case or scenario at all. The bigger you are, more problems you may have, right? And, um, you know, people saying that, you know i'm okay if I weight and i'm like 350 pounds or whatever it is, And is you're not jacked 350 you're severely obese overweight those people can have problems man and then deal with issues every single day whether you see it or you don't see it they are dealing with these issues i mean some people i mean they can't get out of bed that's 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 horrible think about it, somebody couldn't get out of bed And you were alive, you were up, everything worked properly except for you were so overweight, you couldn't get out of bed. You had to roll out of bed, somebody had to get you out of bed. This is horrible, right? I I see some of these people like uh, 600-pound me and stuff like that. and like, man, I can't believe these people are even living. I mean, it's it's crazy. Or the people around them are not like really, really trying to like do something for them. Because at this point, like semi-glutide, I think, would would definitely help a lot of these different people that are. Christian, what's going on? What are your thoughts on Arimidex? So J.S. Martin. So Arimidex is a commonly used anti-estrogen. And we use this for all of our patients across the board usually. Unless they need something a little bit stronger. There are some patients that need some letrozole or some do have Xtema But But Arimidex, anastrazole, is the most commonly used anti-estrogen out there. And uh, we use it. I, I've been taking anastrazole for over 12 years. Now, you know, some people are like, oh, it could be affecting my cholesterol and all that. Listen, it's not going to be affecting your cholesterol the doses we're giving you, usually, okay? Um, and like I said, we've got 1,000 patients on it. So I think a Remix is a good anti as far as for use, and girls use this too that are, you know, um, they're a high category risk for breast cancer. So if females are on the male side and the female side, you know, they have history in their family, then this is something that usually girls usually go on as a preventative for breast cancer. So when we talk about estrogen, we don't want that high at all, but we do need estrogen, as males and as females. But males, we need it at a lower level than females, and we need it for a couple of different reasons. Um, one, you know, you need you need estrogen to grow muscle. I mean, to grow tissue. Okay, and at that point, you need a little bit. So you can't starve your body or take away all the natural. Zone. It's going to do negative side effects to you if you have it too low. It's all about harmonic balance in the body and all these hormones. It's not just about uh, overdosing one hormone like testosterone. Oh, I'm going to feel great. I'm going to feel perfect. I don't need anything else. You need to balance everything in the body so it works optimally and it works properly. All right. So um, let's talk about the next one. So if you guys are egg eaters like me, you guys know what's happening out there. And I eat about 12 egg whites every single day. Hard-boiled eggs. I don't need the full hard-boiled egg. I eat one or two of those. But all the rest are egg whites. And as you guys know, or if you don't know, eggs are very expensive. They're getting very expensive, right? They're getting super expensive. I think like a carton was going for like 18 bucks or something like that. I mean, that's super expensive. I think, I remember going for like three or four bucks. Maybe they're a little bit cheaper in some places, but they're more expensive than others. So, as I'm looking through the... Media articles and what I'm going to talk about today. This obviously triggered something for me. One of the biggest egg facilities in Connecticut burns to the ground and kills a hundred thousand hens. First off, we're in an egg shortage because of avian or bird flu. Um, with avian and bird flu, it's spread to I, I don't know how many different hens out there. And when they get it, it's not like they can give them an antibiotic and get them back on track. They have to kill them. So that's caused a shortage. Now with the, the the top third, I think this is the top in the top three facilities in the U.S. producing eggs for us. This is a big problem. Hundred thousand birds died. I think I'm many eggs. Hundred thousand eggs. Let's say a day. If they, they, I mean, that's a lot of eggs. That's a lot of eggs. You go through a whole week. That's what. That's seven hundred thousand eggs. That's a lot of eggs. That's a lot of eggs I could eat. I don't even know how many I eat a year. I'd have to just multiply it by uh, three sixty five. I guess in twelve. But uh, it's a lot of eggs, and um, at this point, this is gonna cause even more of a shortage and more of a demand that people are not gonna be able to get. I mean, it just sucks. So at this point, if you get your eggs, make sure you get them from a reputable place and make sure they're gonna be be in stock when you go get them every single day or every week or whatever it may be because this isn't gonna hurt us today, but in another couple weeks, this is definitely gonna cause some issues. And to have it burned down in, in the shortage is just like, how does this happen? Like, is this sabotage? or, I mean, what, what's going on here? It's just, it's just really, really weird. But 100,000 eggs or hens gone, so those eggs gone with it. All right, so let's talk about tosa What's going on? I hope all is well. So we will lose gains coming off C.J.C. 1295? No. You're not going to lose gains. Doc Unger in the house. That guy had a... Uh... Who did? Uh, fun Bobby Newport. Oh. I think he might have been building off of that. Okay, all right. Did you find it? No, I did not find got you, it. At you. Thank you. Jordy Mommy, what's going on? Doc Unger, my dude. Man, we need to connect, man. I miss you, man. I hope all is well. Tusa, thank you. I hope all is well with you too, as well. Miss Campos. And Hi, Linger Joshua. All right, so next one. Can you discuss coming off a full cycle, three to six months of CJC 1295 within Perlin? Coming off a full cycle of anabolic. Never about anabolic, but I always heard you will lose most of your gains. Okay, so. This is what happens. Funboy Newport. When you get our CDC twelve ninety-five and Iperelin, that's not gonna affect any hormones. Your IGF 1 levels might drop a couple points. Nothing crazy there. Sleep might not be as good or being able to go to sleep at night. That's something. But nothing else. You're not gonna get any negative side effects or crashes or losing gains or anything like that. Now, coming off anabolics, always heard you lose most of your gains. The reason that people lose most of their gains coming off anabolics like testosterone is because they don't bridge properly. When I talk about that. So somebody comes off testosterone, some of these people out there, one, they're not getting their their medications from pharmacies, real U.S. licensed pharmacies. So they have no idea what they're getting from their, their road down the street. But you need something that's going to make it so you don't crash. Because what happens is a lot of these guys crash Testosterone drops and dips, like crashes down to the bottom. Estrogen spikes up. So what happens? Well, all the testosterone is pretty much gone. That means you know everything's going along with it. And then estrogen's going up, which is gonna make you soft, puffy, water retention, like and and you're gonna be like, Man, I've lost all my gains. Now, if you took something that was going to make it so you could bridge so your levels don't crash, you know, at least take you down to four or five hundred, maybe and keep you there, you're probably not going to lose your gains. So, you know, CDC 1295 Lamparolin, don't worry about it. And you can stay on that for long extended periods of time and no problems. With testosterone, you need to get off it properly. And if you get off properly, you won't lose all your gains, okay? David Place, uh, Trent Grapp, what's going on? I see that you have ECA stack. Is this the same ephedrine that was sold in products like Rip Fuel in the 1990s? Yes, it is. So ECA Stack Plus, ephedrine, caffeine, aspirin, B12, and chromium. And the ephedrine is HCL. That's real ephedrine. And the only way you can get it is by prescription. It was sold legally over the counter in the 90s. I remember taking real ephedrine and so of a couple of my friends. And I remember that some people that took ephedrine, um, you know, like athletes, and they were not smart about it and took too much and did not hydrate and actually died. And that's why the ban came on ephedrine to pull it from over the counter. And that's why it's prescription only. So yes, it needs to be monitored. It needs to be prescribed by a physician. And yes, we do have it for all our patients out there. And we have different doses for different people because different people have different uh, sensitivities to caffeine or stimulants like ephedrine. So for CJC, how long will you suggest for my first cycle? As long as you want, man. I mean, honestly, six months is pretty good. If you listen, if you if you take it for for six months, and you know everything's good, like listen, you've had improvement on sleep. Like, you know, you can tell things are, are improving, and then blood tests shows it too as well. Then that, that's that's what you want to look at, right? And then you can always get off it for a month, see how you feel, and then if you need to, get back on it. It's something that you know you can't start up immediately right afterwards. You can go on this for a long extended period of time. All filled out. Looking forward to hearing from the Titan family. Dylan, we will definitely contact you and make sure we take care of you. I appreciate you um, trusting us. And at that point, we'll make sure we follow through. And listen, I'm here with you guys every Tuesday for Titan Talk Tuesdays. I've been with you guys for like eight years. Um, At that point, I'm going to be here for you guys every Tuesday to answer all your questions, go over some issues, problems, whatever it is. And if you don't want to hear from me or you need to answer quicker, you guys can call, text, email our staff, and you're going to get an immediate response. It's a beautiful thing, guys. I want to make sure you guys are having the support that you guys need. There's a lot of different things out there or, you know, things that you might go through or you might have a question about the medication or something happens. We want to be there to support you guys, to make sure you guys are confident in what you guys are doing. Educate what you guys are doing and getting the results, right? Results over resolutions. That's going to be one of my next posts. Um, You know, everybody has resolutions, right? But we all need the results. And that is what results over resolutions is. Don't just make a resolution. Go get the result, right? And we'll help you with those results too as well. All right. So uh, let's get into the poll question. Have you ever thought about taking HRT, hormone replacement therapy? Seventeen percent said no. I don't think I need it. Might not. Fifteen percent said no, but I'd like to learn more about it. We can definitely help you. Twenty-one percent said yes. I currently take HRT with my own doctor. That's fine. Twenty-one percent said yes. I currently a patient with HRT with Titan. Twenty-six percent. Twenty-six percent said yes, but I'd like to know more information. So even people that are on this still want to know what's going on because somebody might be on TRT or HRT with somebody else. And not to say that all providers don't know stuff about these things, but some don't. They just don't. And they don't educate themselves like they should. And at that point, they're not doing you any good and they're doing you a disservice by doing this. So just make sure whoever it is is monitoring you correctly and you might not know what that is either. You're just a patient. I don't know what the hell monitoring me correctly is and I don't know where my level should be at or what I should be taking. That's why I came to this guy. Well, at that point, if you're not getting the results and you're not feeling your best, looking your best, and performing your best, then you need to make sure you make a change. That's what it's all about, okay? So that's what, that's what I can say, guys. It's been a great show for you guys and me. I appreciate you guys joining in every Tuesday, 6 p.m. with me, John, CEO of Tight Medical Center. If you guys have any questions, you guys can DM me after this to the Instagram page. Please, after this, too, go to YouTube. Type in Type Medical Center, hit the subscribe button, hit the all notification bell so you get all the cool content that we post all over and sometimes not on social medias, but over on YouTube. So I appreciate you guys. And it has tons of videos on all our therapies, events, breakdowns, how to do injections. Like you'll find a wealth of information there. So go over there and check it out all right if you guys want to get on the newsletter you guys can go to the link in the bio on instagram after this it'll be my link tree just click in there and go down to the newsletter you get right on there and then you can get signed up for that so you can be a part of the poll question every week and you can see all the discounts all the therapies and all the events that we got coming for you guys in the next coming weeks i appreciate you all you guys and i got one more question here and i'll go what up candy how you doing adrian what's going on all right so Mr. Leon eight one three said, "Sorry if I missed your answer, but I am starting CJC this week. How long can I stay on it before coming off? You can stay on it forever if you really wanted to. Some people want to try three to six months, but you know, I would say track your progress, how you're feeling, are you sleeping better, are things looking better, um, as you go on. Blood testing will help a little bit, but really, it's how you feel. Um, so it's been great and beneficial for so many patients across the board. It's one of the best growth hormone releasing hormone peptides we have." Uh, it has impurelan in it too, iperolan with us, so CDC and iperolan, so it's two different peptides. So you're getting a lot of bang for the buck there too as well. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions from there, please let me know. And listen, you guys can tune in with me every week and we can talk about it. I appreciate all you guys. I'll see you guys next Tuesday with me, John, CEO of Tight Medical Center, answering all your questions, concerns, and bring you guys great topics to talk about. Love you guys. And I'll see you guys next week. Dan Wheeler, you the man. Everybody badges up. Dan, you the man. I appreciate you. Thank you.